everyone. Uh, my name is Luke Saint-Louis, the host of the Deep Voiceman Show. Uh, thank you uh, for joining us today. Uh, we have a treat in store for you guys. Uh, our guest is Carol Reinley. Uh She is a life and business growth strategist uh, with expertise in business and life development. And she uses new uh, inventive methods to help firms expand their ROI, leads, and business, and, and also funds. She uh, also is an author, a certified NLP practitioner, and hypnotherapist. She also volunteers at the Drake House, which is a wonderful organization. Um, so we are very lucky to have her here. She was able to carve out some time in her packed schedule to sit down and have a chat with us. So we are very blessed and fortunate. Uh, so, again, thank you so much, Carol, for coming on the show as a guest. And I guess to start off, can you talk to us about your background and how you first gravitated towards doing what you do today? Sure, Luke. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have a chat with you today. It's always fun to talk with other folks out there in the business world that are doing business a little bit differently. Um, My background really started in advertising and consulting um, and communications, and then I uh, launched my own business about 25 years ago and did a lot of marketing, did a lot of communications, did a lot of uh, branding, et cetera. So that's where my, my, I guess, my start was. And in doing so, uh, the reason why I kind of dove into all these other things, the hypnotherapy, the NLP, uh, coaching, is that I worked with a lot of businesses, Fortune 500 on down to the one-person business. And what I saw in that was that the struggles were kind of the same, although the individual business owner would be trying to wear all the hats and not really necessarily, you know, somebody's telling me to go on social media and somebody's telling me to go on LinkedIn and somebody's telling right. me to go over here and I feel like I've, and they feel like they've got to do it all. And the, and the fact of the matter is you don't have to do it all to start. And so that overwhelm, I kind of, that's where the hypnotherapy and the NLP and all that comes mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. I also uh, do a lot of different energy healing modalities, et cetera. I, I just, I'm interested in just about everything. So I dive in and I <laughs> kind of get certified in everything. That's just the nature <laughs> of my personality. And I found that those tools that were helping me on the other side of things to kind of see clearly the road ahead rather than getting, I've got to go over this way and I've got to go over that way. And then people get burnt mm. out. None of us want to be in that spot. I found myself doing that when I first launched my business because mm. I was coming from the frame of reference of a job. That was mm. the only frame of reference I had. So what did I recreate going into my business was a job, something mm. that I was tied to. And although I loved doing everything that I was doing, I was working with people on branding and marketing and mm. you know, communications projects and communications and corporations, et cetera, um, you can only work so many hours in the day. And so that's where I kind of now do business and help business owners do business in a whole different way by kind of turning 180 degrees and looking, starting where, okay, you might have been in a business and you think you should start a business because you've got a background in that. 
Mm. But you're kind of re- you left a job and then you're kind of recreating the same thing. Mm. And that's kind of like okay, wh- where can we start with what your overall purpose is, what your overall vision? Even if you don't, you know, I, I usually tell people if they don't know, mm. that is actually a beautiful place to start. Because if you don't know, there's so many avenues now. You know, back when I launched my business 25 years ago, you didn't really go online yet. I think we were right at the cusp of that. Mm-hmm. I'm probably dating myself. But it's <laughs> like uh, you look at that and you see now you can kind of get online and learn just about anything. You go on mm-hmm. YouTube, you can find out how to do just about anything. I think I was taking apart <laughs> some of my dryer or something the other day. Right. But it's like you can find out how to do anything. Education is so different today to mm-hmm. where you can hit the ground running. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to discount going to college because those I went to college and I went to the mm-hmm. Art Institute, and those were great uh, things that I had to walk through to get to learning right. a lot. You can't discount the learning. You can't mm. shortcut that learning part. Mm. You can in a way, but you're learning gems that you don't realize will benefit you one year down the line, five years down the line. You know, oh, mm. I learned how to deal with this type of person here, and mm. now I know I don't really have to go there anymore. Like, I can, mm. I can handle this so much differently. So that's where I help businesses and individuals that are looking at starting a business. And I love doing it all day long because I've seen all the aspects of it. I've worked with the big guys. I've worked with the small guys. I've worked with probably one in between. And I love kind of getting the person who's looking to just start from something completely different. Maybe they're a baby boomer and they've retired from a job but they mm. don't really retire. Mm. They love different aspects of what they've done in life. They've gotten some other skills that they'd like to then kind of go out into the world. Maybe they want to paint. Maybe they want to do clothing. Maybe they want to design mm. something. Mm. So I love getting those folks because that's kind of where I am. And then also, um, you don't, my, what is retirement anyway? Mm, right. I don't think that I ever really look to retire, although I look to have a whole lot of fun every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not going to wait to have that fun to to work for 50 years and then, you know, wait to have the fun. Why mm. can't we have fun in business? Why can't we have right. fun every day? Why can't we, why can't business be a completely different thing? I also look at it from the point of, and I'm, I know I'm going on and on. I look at it from the point of energy too. Mm. Uh, in coming from studying that world, it's like business is energy. Mm. Business is energy, and when you follow the energy of what really requires your attention, mm. rather than to do list of eight thousand things, and at the end of the day, you're thinking. All right, I only got eight of the eight thousand done, <laughs> you know. And then yeah. you're always feeling like, oh, I got to catch up. I got to catch. It's like, no, what requires my attention today? Mm. Where Wonderful. might I look at getting people that do this all day long mm. to do these other things? 
because they're going to be much more, uh, much better at getting the things done. It's probably something that they enjoy, mm-hmm. and that's where you know business owners get hung up because they, mm-hmm. yeah, when you're starting, and especially if you're on a shoestring, and especially after everything we've walked through the past year, mm-hmm. it's like, wh- how many hours in the day can I really be there? But you got to ask mm-hmm. where you could be most effective. Mm. And where your attention really needs to go, mm. and then cut out everything else. And I used to get nervous about that because mm. I'm not afraid of working, and I've worked probably. You know, there's been days I've worked pretty much the whole day. Wow! Just to get things done. Um, I've had to stay up for 48 hours. I've had to do a lot of different oh. types of work. I've I've just done whatever needed to be done in that moment. Mm. I learned a lot from that. I learned that I don't always have to do that again. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. So, thank- yeah. Well, thank <clears throat> thank you for sharing that. And it's okay to go on and on. Um, that happens when people talk about uh, what they're passionate about. And you can feel the passion in your voice. This is obviously your calling and whatnot and your purpose to help others. Uh personal development, something I'm passionate about as well. And, you know, Mark Twain once said everyone has two birthdays in their life, the day they were born and the day they figure out why. And you know both your birthdays, which is great. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so um, clearly you enjoy what you're doing, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, when you enjoy what you do, you never have to work a day in your life. Uh, Every day is sort of fun so to speak, and I'm all about the idea of never retiring as well, to keep doing what you love until the wheels fall off, so to speak. And uh, they say you live long when you do that, uh, the studies show. And uh, so it's an interesting um, uh, story. You So first you, you started working in advertising, consulting, communications. Then you became a, a sort of like a licensed business coach. Uh, helping others. And so my understanding is you work with firms that are Fortune 500 and also solopreneurs, which is amazing, and that the struggles you, uh, you mentioned, uh, no matter what the size of the business or industry, uh, the struggles are the same or similar that individuals have. Um, you talk about how you know people oftentimes are overwhelmed and burnout is common and whatnot. And obviously when it comes to marketing, there's so many different things. So many different ways to market. There's Google ads, Facebook ads, social media, LinkedIn, a whole bunch of stuff going on. And the idea is not to spread yourself out too thin, I guess, when it comes to marketing, to kind of focus on, you know, on one area or whatnot, which I totally uh, agree with. And you talk a lot about how um, a lot of business owners, um, they start off owning a business, but then the business starts to own them, so to speak. <laughs> and they uh, yeah. they start, yeah, they <laughs> they start to work more hours than they did when they had a job, which is probably not what they intended, obviously. And, um, you know, that actually reminds me of the book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. You may have heard of it. Um, he... He talks about how business owners need to work harder on their business instead of in their business, which I totally agree with. And um, so, and obviously, folks like yourself help uh, entrepreneurs in this in this regard. Um, and you talked a lot about uh, you know the importance of how education has changed with with YouTube um, and you know with 
you know, with the advancement of technology. It's interesting because when I was growing up, um, there's no way I could have said I want to I want to be a podcaster when I grow up because podcasts didn't exist, and I'm sort of dating yeah. myself as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no worries. Um, so you know, interesting how technology changes our lives uh, for the better in many ways, and in terms of having you know steady access to information is one of them through YouTube and whatnot. And uh, so I'm curious now. Obviously, you've helped a lot of folks. Um, you know, as a as a hypnotherapist and, and obviously as a business coach, and I totally agree with you that business is energy, um, so true, and whatnot. Um, I'm I'm curious uh, how um, how would you describe the current state of affairs with business and entrepreneurialism, and what um, challenges has the pandemic posed, if if any? Well, I think that it just looking at my local community it made people realize that they could do business a little bit differently. And it was funny because I was talking about going to a certain restaurant last night and I wasn't sure I had seen them post a lot like last year, but I hadn't seen anything for a while on social media, mostly Facebook, et cetera, because I was kind of sharing things. If anybody was sharing anything, I was trying to share, help share it just because you know, nobody was paying me. I just wanted to help. Uh, mm. And I realized that they're closed. Oh. And it just kind of made me sad. And I thought, you know, how many businesses closed that just didn't, just didn't, I mean, it's a challenge that nobody would have ever saw come. Mm. Um, I saw, though, that they kind of had spurned off to another name and that, restaurant was doing well Mm. so i think people just have had to look at life a little bit differently i think people have had to look at business and how what they're how they're showing up in business a little bit Mm -hmm. differently because the way Mm. that it we've been told to kind of do business it's 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 like if you really Mm. look at where people are out in the world, they might not necessarily be happy. How many people really like their jobs? Mm. But I think also the ones that I've seen just totally go in and kill it Mm. and get a lot more business than they thought when everything was kind of shut down and then reopened. And I'm in Atlanta, so we opened. We were one of the first um, places that opened back up. But people were nervous. People were nervous about saying that they were open. People were nervous about the whole situation because they didn't mm-hmm. uh, you know, get anybody ill and they wanted to make sure they were following the protocol and they didn't want to get, you know, so there were a lot of things that just got kicked up, a lot of fears that got kicked up with people. But what I saw is community. You had people popping out just kind of like what I was doing, just sharing information about what was open and and who was doing what just because Mm -hmm. because it's a community and i think what happened in the whole scheme of things is the people that had jobs and had to work from home and balance their kids and all those other things they looked at their lives a lot differently and what they should be really focusing on Mm -hmm. and i think businesses did the same Right, And they also realized there was a whole, like if they hadn't signed up for delivery or, you know, mm. takeout or whatever, if they were a restaurant, 
or if they hadn't gone online yet, if they were a storefront, mm-hmm. then there was all that opportunity that had just been sitting there that they hadn't tapped into yet. Mm-hmm. And they realized mm-hmm. there's, there was a certain viability there for mm-hmm. what they were doing. So it was a whole kind of reframe of how we do business. And although I'm sad to see, you know, some people didn't make it, it, it just breaks my heart. Um, I think those that kind of looked at all that, they they went back to the idea of community. Mm-hmm. It's why we have town fronts. Mm-hmm. You know, or we, um, I have a friend that used to say, when we went away from front porches to back mm-hmm. decks, mm-hmm. you kind of did away a little bit with community. Mm-hmm. When I was mm-hmm. a kid, I would be able to walk to any house down the road and they would invite me in and I knew everybody. And so when I came back to visit after I moved away and went to college, came back, mm. I did the same thing. I went and knocked on the door. They, you know, wow. it's like we, we've gotten away from that a bit. Mm. Um, we've wanted this. We've kind of, I think we've, and I can, I'm speaking for my community and people I've talked to and me. So I don't know. Um, what your listeners might think of this, but where I was, where I came from, it was like, I miss that community aspect that I had been not there. I have really great folks I've worked with. I've had amazing people that I've done business with that are my friends. I have, um, you know, I've kind of have a little bit of community that way, but I would love more of that. And that's really where I saw came out that people really went and supported their communities. I live in a, a little town above Atlanta, and I saw all these, you know, we are this town signs everywhere. You know, wow. we've got this. We've, you know, and just kind of like if so, if you were driving down the road, being a little panicked about what was going on, you saw that mm-hmm. sign and went, oh, you know, I'm a part of a community. And wow. I think if we at business that way, which I kind of always have, if we look at business that way, rather than just going out and getting somebody, you know, like getting a client, mm-hmm. it almost sounds like you got to go club them over the head and mm-hmm. drag them back to the cave type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, where could we all help each other? Mm-hmm. Where could we all be the contribution to each other? Mm-hmm. Who needs, wow. who, who can I serve today? Not I'm going to go get somebody. You know, let's be mm. a more part of community. And I think that's where my whole background of all those different areas kind of comes in. I just choose to do business like that going forward. Mm. Wow. Somebody's talking about just getting something. I, I'm not there. Mm. That's, not, that's not, I want to serve. Wonderful. And thank you so much for that. And uh, it's interesting. Uh, you talked a lot about how some businesses um, struggled and closed their doors, but others were able to thrive because they may have, you know, made some changes and adapted. And it's interesting how, uh, you know, when life gives you a lemon, you have to figure out a way to make lemonade, so to speak. And they say that, you know, life is 10% what happens and 90% how you respond. And I believe that to yeah. be true. Yeah. Yeah. 
And yeah. I think that um, with all of that, like there's a sense of where we might have kind of lost ourselves. Mm-hmm. The almighty dollar. You know? Right. Money is great. It's just, but it's paper. Or right. these days, it's electronic. So I'm, I'm probably dating myself. <laughs> but <laughs> like paper and coin or whatever form of exchange it is. Mm. But if you look at life as a continuous journey, there are going to be those ups and downs. Right. I think I've my generation because I'm in the last little ditch of the baby boomer era is. Mm. I think I have people in my generation that have said that they've had to walk through things they never would have thought that they had to walk through. Wow. Much more so than the, you know, our parents who might have gone to war or whatever. I mean, that was horrendous as well. But it's like we've had to see things and adjust to more things um, in business and life and makes us resilient. That's a, that, wow, that's amazing. And you know, obviously we all we all got hit with a sucker punch and we all had to kind of adjust. Um and you know, what what you're saying is totally inspiring. And I totally agree with you. Obviously it's great if we can get back to that community feeling. Um when you were talking about growing up and that you can knock on the door and go inside um any, you know, house in the neighborhood, that's amazing. Um, I, I never really grew up with that kind of thing, and so um, that there's an innocence with that. I, I, I love that. And you talked a lot about how um, when it comes to sales and marketing, I guess there's the whole idea of serving. It's not about clubbing someone over the head or high pressure. Um, totally agree with that. I, I hate the, the pushiness and the uh, desperation and dishonesty and the high-pressure stuff. Totally dislike it. And so, you know, obviously uh, you talked a lot about how maybe that community feeling is also perhaps coming back a little bit because of the pandemic, which I think is amazing and whatnot. So uh, hopefully it stays and it grows and, and, and so forth. Um, now, obviously, uh, there will be a world where the pandemic goes away for the most part, so hopefully sooner rather than later, particularly with the ramped up distribution of the vaccines and whatnot. Uh, I'm curious, where do you see things going in the future? Where do you see yourself in that future? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I really am focusing on, because I think with everything that went on last year, pretty much everybody has PTSD. (laughs) I don't know about you. You can tell me how it affected, and I was going to ask you that question. How did it affect you and and what mm. you do with your business? Mm. Because um, I think kind of all everyone just has a little bit of PTSD. They're having they had to balance things. They had to reframe. They had to kind of rework. Um, we had to focus more on the journey, which is what it's all about, not the destination. Right. Um, I think we've been taught that this is a causal reality. You know, when I win the lottery, then I'll go, you know, blah, blah, blah. When I get this mm-hmm. job, then I'll right. go do this. When I get this client, then I'll go, do, you know, it's the right. if-then. And it's not about that whatsoever. Right. So totally. uh, 
that's where I've been clear on where I'm going is addressing the PTSD <laughs> that I think we right. all have. Um, I, I looked. I hope to open heal centers. I ho- hope to help people walk through whatever where they might be stuck energetically uh, mm-hmm. and moving forward. Everybody mm-hmm. has one thing or one similar energy that kind of shows up every time we get stuck. That's what I've wow. noticed for pretty much everybody. It's the same energy, and it's it's familiar. And it'll send your being kind of automatically into a place of stock. And people either just kind of go to shutting down, Mm -hmm. not wanting to look at it, not wanting to move forward. And that's where we kind of all were there last year. Mm. Kind of like, what next? What next? What next? Um, so I think moving forward, that's what I'm really focusing on, and also just retooling business, helping people get back to that community sense of things because I think that's totally where it's at. Right. And having those connections. You know, the cool thing is is we can, and and it's being in the, the forum that I'm in um, for the amount of time that I'm in, it, I've been able to connect with some beautiful beings all over the world. Mm. We live in a time where we can easily be more connected and mm. sometimes we can be less, you know, more disconnected at this time. Wow. Um, it's like us and- connect. We're connected via LinkedIn and other things. So it's like we can we can be easily connected but people are a little bit more sometimes shut down with that. I think social media can sometimes be used just to complain about things. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Would kind of get a feel for where people are and maybe what solutions you could have if they're complaining Mm. about things. I took a a lot of breaks from it last year just because it was just too much. Right. But it can be an effective tool to actually make a, a positive connection with people and make a difference. And so, yeah, what I'm looking at for this year is I'm really focusing on not only helping businesses kind of go to the community part of things, looking at how they do businesses a little bit business a little bit differently. Mm. What things do I need to focus on today? Mm. What is my what is what is my overall purpose here? Like, what is my reason for living for working? How do I define work? Right. It's kind of been defined. Work has been defined kind of off skew as well. It's this yeah. thing we supposedly have to go do, right? To to pay for things. But what if it's much more than that? Mm. What if it could be much more than that? Not from a I've got to give it. You know, a hundred. Yeah, I can give a thousand percent and not give myself away. Mm. And that's where we kind of have to come. And also, I look at it from a benevolence perspective. Like, in the divine order of, uh, and not to get off on a totally side tangent, like in the divine mm. order of how I'm living my life, mm. right? what can actually be today? Mm. Not do, but be. Right. Wow. There's a lot of things do maybe in the B space, but if you can be 
a certain energy out in the world, then you never know. I was reading something the other day, and I'm trying to remember where it was from, if I could uh, attribute it to the author. It was like, uh, you never know who you're touching if you're just going out in the world mm-hmm. and sharing yourself and sharing helpful tools and just, you know, you might be a motivation for somebody that day. Right. I I post a lot of yay, yay, rah, rah, because I've always been that person. I've always been the person cheerleader. is probably why I eventually added coaching on, because I've always yeah. been the cheerleader. I was always cheering everybody on. I wanted them to succeed almost beyond their wildest expectations. Wow. And so that's where I am right now. I want to help if people are stuck in that PTSD of what in the world was last year. <laughs> yeah. And what yeah. I'm dealing with now. And that mm. doesn't have to stop me. Because mm. I can still show up every day and be joyful. Mm. I can still show up and perhaps uh, enlighten someone's life, lift somebody up on a day that they might just be, you know, at their wit's end. Right. And and I think that's excellent. And I try to be a cheerleader as well. I always post a lot of optimistic stuff and whatnot um, that I take from others, that I share from others. And uh, it lifts me up, and I'm sure it lifts others up as well. And uh, it's interesting. Um, you talked you about that PTSD. That. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You, you absolutely never know, and um, and definitely can help. Uh, you, know, particularly, you know, obviously last year was tough, and I, I think you're so right about the PTSD. I, I may have a little bit of it, and, um, and but you talked about opening up heal centers. Uh, I may have to go inside one. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> It sounds lovely. Yeah, there's so much uh, great new technology with it all. Plus, I learned a lot of like hands-on different techniques um, that, depending on what is required, uh, I use with people. Mm-hmm. Um, it started out just because I did it because I there, mm-hmm. I don't I can't really take med- a lot of medications. I never had really any good. Um, reactions to it. I, I was allergic to a lot of stuff, and so I kind of had right. to start to go a natural route with that. And when I dove into trying hypnotherapy myself, I went to therapy. Hypnotherapy, mm. you know, it's like I'm a trier. I will go out and try to learn and, and try just about anything. And I'm mm. open to mm. all that. And so I saw what worked with me mm. from an energy perspective, because as Einstein says, everything's energy. I kind of think he was a a pretty intelligent dude. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of went with that, and I was like, oh, well, let's look at this. If everything's energy, then whatever I keep creating in my life over and over, or if I stop myself in a certain way, it's a certain energy. And what I noticed for myself and others was it was a certain energy that I could feel that felt the same way every time it came in. Right. And it's like, oh, and now I can just stop it as an energy and go, yeah, I don't necessarily need to go there. Right, <laughs> Send right. Send it out into the world somewhere. <laughs> not that you're sending it to, you know, that particular energy. You're just like, you're yeah. not wanting to take it on. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm a big fan of positive energy, not a big fan of negative. And so I'm totally with you on that. 
And, um, and I love how you talk about being, uh, you know, talk about being and not so much doing. And, and you talk about how, you know, people need to be wary and careful about the if and then thinking. And obviously when it comes to work, that you know, it also should be fun and whatnot. And you can have the high tech, but also have the high touch. I think you kind of touched on that a little bit. And so um, thank you so much for that. And I'm curious. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of uh, business coaches and strategists out there and whatnot. I, I hear that uh, the number of business coaches may double by the end of the year. Um, and, and obviously, there's yeah. a low barrier to entry. <laughs> you don't have to have yeah. a, a license. You could sign up to be just about anything with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious. I, um, I, obviously, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, sure. Um, there are so many coaches out there. I'm just curious, um, what is your uh, competitive advantage as a coach? Um, what do you do things uh, differently that may make you more effective than other coaches and, and whatnot? Yeah, competition is kind of a funny thing. When I started my – and I'll start with this and then I'll answer the question. Sure. When I started my other business – um, and it's really the same business. It's with the marketing, branding, et cetera. It just took off. Mm-hmm. Wow. It took off because I was showing up in the space of just meeting people where they are. Mm. Not from a, and this is kind of where I kind of get tiresome with marketing the way that it's targeted, although I mm. understand it. It's targeted towards the problem. People have problems that they're focusing on. What I shift that as is what, and and this is a class that I have, it's called Unimaginable Futures. One unimaginable future is hanging right there for you Mm. that you might not even realize. What... Mm possibilities are there that you might not have even fathomed yet because you might have horse blinkers on, you know, the, the, when they race the horses, they put those little blinkers on so they don't get, mm-hmm. don't run off to the right or the left. They right. keep straight or whatever. You might have blinkers on because you're coming from a frame of reference of where you've been. And so the difference that I do is like, yeah, let's look at where you've been, but that's not how we're going to frame your future. Mm. Because if you keep framing your future on where you've been, you're going to keep recreating where you've been. Mm. And that's where the energy part comes in. Mm. You've got to be willing to step way beyond. I mean, we look at Elon Musk. How many different companies does he have now? And how many different right. things is he doing? And he's working on billions of dollars of this and that. And you know it's not about the money for him. He's just, right. he's like, why is nobody doing He asks, why is nobody doing this? And then he goes and does it. And right. people will right. tell him, that can't be done. And he's like, yeah, watch me. Mm. So where can we be that? Mm. That's kind of where my whole life has been that. Oh, you can't do that. Well, watch me. Mm. can't do that. All right, well, watch me. Mm. It's how America was built. It's how the world is built. Mm. We live in a time where we can get a product out there in such a fast motion. You can now get connected with 
people who could do a prototype to get it out you know get it out into the world so quickly mm-hmm. and so when people say that there's no opportunity i go what mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you can you basically get online and learn anything you want to go do and go do it right you don't have to have the degree anymore and i probably shouldn't say that but you don't Mm, that's true. My my world learning, you know, MBA and doctorate of whatever, it, being in business for 25 years is much more expansive and makes me look at all those things because I love to learn mm. how to do just about everything. Now, do I want to do everything? No. But <laughs> learning how to do it makes me realize I don't want to do it and maybe I'll hire somebody <laughs> right. that does it every day and it's joyful for them and because not everything's going to be that joyful for me. So anyway, my my version of coaching is kind of flipping that problem model and and going more to possibility. And I always say you're the slightest shift away from a whole different business, a whole different life, a whole mm. different way of doing business. Mm. And and that's where I stand. And and when I had when I started my other business and it kind of took off because it really it was really word of mouth mm-hmm. um, it, people would always ask me like how do you compete and I'd say I don't because <laughs> there's no person like you Luke mm-hmm. there's no right. other person that's like you there's no mm-hmm. other person that's like me there's no mm-hmm. other person that's like Joe down the street mm-hmm. everybody has a unique set of brilliances that we assume that everybody has and they don't. And we don't have, I, I don't have what you have and you don't have what I have for a reason. Mm. We might cross over on some aspects, but it's like you have a unique brilliance and, and that's what I help people look at rather than mm. how do I go and compete and putting mm. themselves in the same, it's like you're putting yourself on the bread line <laughs> with right. everybody else and you don't have to. There are so many different ways to do business today Mm. that you might not have fathomed yet. And people are reinventing that every single day. And and so why would you put yourself in line anywhere? Mm. I always I was talking to uh, um, someone the other day, and I said, if I'm ever standing in line somewhere, I know I haven't been conscious, energetically conscious that day. And it's true in life and in business. There are a lot of people in the world, but there's only one you. Mm. And there's only one you for a reason. And right. that's kind of how I look at coaching a little bit differently. Not, you know, we're going to go solve your problem. Yeah. Is your problem going to be solved in the midst of it all? Yeah. But I'm not focusing on your problems because that's not my focus. I'm not saying that they're not out there. Because we're always going to have a balance of negative and positive. That's the way this world works. Mm. But I would like to have, I'm not going to say that there's no negative. That would Mm. be being Pollyanna. And I have been in that space for a good part of my life. Mm. I am more realistic today. I'm not going to just set it aside and say it's not there. Because then it will come Mm. and bite you on the behind. Mm. At least expect it. Right. But if you're looking at everything from an energetic perspective, then you kind of uh, you see it and you acknowledge mm. it, and you know that you don't have to go there. 
but it's okay right. that it's there because we have a, a dichotomy in this in this reality energetically. It's always going to be there. Right. But it's what you focus on. What you focus on expands. Was that Napoleon Hill, I think, what you focus on expands? Uh, it might have been. Uh, all of that. But, uh-huh. you know, we have amazing teachers. Some of them are gone, but their words uh-huh. still live on. Their, right. their education, their life education still li- lives on. So for what reason would you choose... Uh, to not move forward in any way when we have every aspect of, you know, you wouldn't have to hire me to be a coach. You could go out and right. find whatever that is. I can help you probably get there faster. Mm. You know, that's the the beauty of having a coach. Mm. Every coach that I've ever hired has gotten me so much faster to where I was going. And I mm. gladly invested whatever that money is. I've probably spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on uh, getting assistance because it's like I could just shift one little thing and be in a whole different uh, view of life, of business, of of shifting of business coming in. Mm. And it's, it's like the story of the, um, what is that story? Is it the alchemist where mm. he's going out and looking everywhere else for the diamonds? Right. And they're acting in his own backyard. <laughs> That's amazing. So um, everything that everybody's looking for out here is is inside you. You just right. need to, to shine up those diamonds. Right. And get them out yeah. to the world. <laughs> that did it reminds me of the movie The Wizard of Oz, where all the characters were, you know, wanting something, but in the end of the movie they figured out everything they wanted they already had inside them. So yeah. one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And um, so it's interesting. Thank you so much for that lovely answer. Um, you know, my understanding is I think everyone needs a coach. Um, coaches obviously get you there faster. I think one of the reasons is coaches provide accountability. Um, you know, they nothing holds you accountable better than a human being. Uh, you know, a book can't, a blog can't, a magazine article, social media post can't hold you accountable as much as a living, breathing human being. And coaches are very skilled. And they can give you that outsider perspective that a person uh, who's an insider may not understand. And so, um, and so my understanding is you spent hundreds of thousands on coaching to get you where you want to go faster, which is amazing, incredible. And and you mentioned how you're not too worried about the competition. You've been able to do very well for yourself because you meet people where they are, and you serve. You have to serve mentality not a pressure like sales mentality like we mentioned in the, the previous uh answer and and obviously you talked a lot about um how there's so much opportunity available with, uh, for folks with the technology out there they don't necessarily need a degree and you talked about the importance of word of mouth advertising and, it, and how we're all unique we all have something different to share that that uh, you know that's not like any other person which i i totally believed to be true and and you mentioned elon musk how he defies expectations and does what people think is impossible uh, i definitely consider him an inspiration i think he's amazing a lot more people should know more about him and be inspired by him and whatnot and i'm curious now obviously you've helped a lot of people in many different ways uh, can you tell us the most moving or entertaining stories from your life or career 
Oh, gosh. Um, that's a great question. Trying to think the the best uh, story to share there. Because I have lots of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say, like, when I first started out and I was really going out and kind of talking to people, and I was taught you just you see somebody who's successful in business and you take them to lunch. Mm-hmm. And so I did mm-hmm. that when I started. Wow. And I, it, that's really what kind of was the platform for um, that business that I launched to mm-hmm. grow. And when I say I do marketing, I do, I've done different aspects of it. I've done the social media. I've done all of it uh, just because I love seeing what's going on and what's working you know, all the different times and it changes of what's mm. you know working with ads and everything else, but that if you can create a platform like that and build from there, then you are building a community. Mm. Uh, I had a long-standing client. Uh, I, I guess I won't name their name, but it's a large candy company, and I mm. um, I'm still friends with uh, the person that I worked with there, and they mm. out. Uh, good. They're no longer with that particular company, but I've worked with them for years on some very um, kind of communi- larger communication projects. And it's funny because I work with, I kind of, when I left my job, because I had experience working with these different corporations and then they then hired me out on my own, there's a group that also kind of went out on their own all at the same time in the mm. same arena, working with different corporations. And um, it it also provides a community. We still, there's a lot of us that know each other. Um, we're very good about uh, um, just being in the same space and not, not really, I, I don't really see it as competition. Mm. We all kind of like to help each other. But I always... I pride myself on relationship and everything. Mm. And I would have to say the relationships that I've built over the years, um, you know, 20, 20 to 30 years in the making, um, mm. those folks are still a part of my community. I might not still talk to them every day, but I still mm. feel like they're a part of my community. Um, wow. Got to work on some amazing projects that got people motivated, got people going, um, communicated what was going on. Um, so I'm just trying to think if there's a funny <laughs> story in that. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just think people – and people – what I loved about it is people would share where they were. Mm. Um I had one woman that I worked with up in New York, and she was training for the New York Marathon, and so she wow. kind of like in of what was going on as she was doing that because I uh, used to run marath- marathons, mostly half marathons and other stuff. Um, there's a whole aspect to that you learn about living and doing that as well. Mm-hmm. When I trained for the marathon, I didn't realize, I mean, I was probably not too bright to sign up mm-hmm. for charity. And I thought, wouldn't that be cool to go run a marathon? It sounded kind of sexy, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then I went 26.2 miles. Oh, well, wow. okay. It was almost <laughs> like almost a whole year to train for it. Mm. Um, and it's when I realized it's it's all your energy about it. Mm-hmm. It's all your energy about it because as you train, you start with one mile, then you go to two miles, then you go to whatever miles. It's that's how business can be as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you do. Uh, you have a wall that you'll hit mm-hmm. anywhere along that. That mm-hmm. once you push, through, then you have the next wall at three miles. Then you have the next mm-hmm. mile at five miles. And as you're running and running now, there were some crazy folks that I trained with that went on to 50 miles or whatever. I don't have to go that route, and I don't know that Mm. I need to run another marathon. But life is that way. Mm. The cool thing was is I signed up to do it with a group, and Mm. it was really cool to see them every weekend and run this mileage and just get to Mm. know people as we're running along. Um, And... It's where I really learned that any limitation that we put on ourselves is is an energy limitation. limitation. Right. And you can Definitely. push through all of it. And there's Definitely. stuff that we haven't done yet that we um, that we could push through. Definitely. That we don't yeah. know yet. So I don't know right. if that answered your question. I didn't want to share specific people for obvious reasons but um but I've met some amazing people over the years mm. um made some amazing friends I've mm. you know I don't I've had my successes I've had my failures uh, just like everybody else and I I wouldn't have it any other way cuz I wouldn't be wow. wouldn't have the knowledge that I have I wouldn't uh had the connections that I have I wouldn't um be where I am with any and all of it. And I think that's kind of where, if, we're, if we look at life that way. Right. That can always yeah. be fun. Definitely. And thank you so much for sharing that. And um, you, you mentioned some great tidbits of advice there that um, go to lunch with someone who's at the level you want to be at, um, pick their brains and whatnot. You could even treat them to lunch. I think that's great advice. And you mentioned some and excellent I, stories. You know, reach out yeah. to them on social media and get, you know, some pretty cool people um, mm-hmm. that way. And and people, you know, people want to help others. Right. Who you are, people just want to help others. And usually they love that you're asking them if you, if you can pick their brain. Right. Because they, they might have them. a lifetime of... Just nuggets that could make your make your uh, journey a lot much faster and where you want to go. Definitely, and you know I think that's great advice. Um, you know Jim Rohn talks about you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most. So putting yourself around successful people will definitely raise the, the odds. And if Tony Robbins talks about how successful he's clues, so talking to successful people, you'll you'll get to see the breadcrumb trail, whatnot. And so I mm-hmm. think it's great advice. And you talked you mentioned stories or the, the, the aspects of stories that you could mention without going into detail about names of course, which I think is amazing. And you talked about the whole idea, you know, running a marathon 
it's challenging, it's tough, um, but, it, you know, so many people do it who thought they couldn't do it, and you mentioned how limitations, you know, they're just something that exists in our mind, but uh, but they're just energy limitations that we can blow past through them uh, if, if we desire to, and I think that's so true. Uh, and people learn that a lot with marathons and whatnot. <laughs> they're hard, but they're hard for a reason. You know, when you when you do a marathon, you feel so accomplished. I love marathons. I watch them every year, the, particularly the New York City Marathon in November. Uh, it was canceled last year, but I can't wait to see it this year. And, uh, yeah, amazing athlete. Right. Definitely. And um, you touched on this earlier. But obviously, um, you know, you mentioned word of mouth, and it's great um, when for entrepreneurs when they get to the level when they're relying mostly or solely on referrals and whatnot. Um, one of the ways to get there is obviously through networking. And, you know, we met on LinkedIn, which is a networking platform, and it's interesting um, that with networking, so many people do it right, so many people do it wrong, but it works. Uh, for the people who do it right, and it, it, not just for entrepreneurs, but job hunters, you know, people looking for work who are unemployed, um, even people who have a job, it, it helps them to find a better job or um, realizing no job is secure. They still need to network and to, to see what's out there. I'm curious, what networking advice would you give to folks? Well, I think that uh, coming at, and you said that there's a way to do it right and there's a way to do it wrong, and I think that's sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the head, uh, Luke, and, and so I would say I've done a lot of it over my life. I've also run uh, a networking group. Um, I love doing that, but then I, I had a lot of family stuff happen, and so I kind of mm. took a, a sidestep from that. But what I would say is, I, when I first got started in networking, there was the first BNI group here in Atlanta that ever got started. I was down uh, in a city called Buckhead. And I got invited to go visit that group. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll still ask me, and that was probably back in the 90s, 1990s mm-hmm. or something. I still get invited to go and fill in today. And I'm still mm. connected with people today. In fact, one of the uh, unfortunately one of the members passed away last week. Um, but the people that show up and do it right are the ones who are doing connection and having mm. community, mm. and and really just being a contribution, not from a I gotta go club somebody over the head and get them as mm. a client. <laughs> you know, right. I, I've never done. I'm more about the relationship. I want to have a long-standing relationship with you. So when mm. you have the people that go in that are just the card getters or the card carriers mm. or whatever, and right. I'm just trying to see it as how many cards can I get rather than who is this person? Mm. You know, stop, look somebody in the eye, go to, go to coffee with them, see mm-hmm. your, right now, I guess, if whatever you're comfortable with, you know, pop them on Zoom or whatever, and mm. and really have a conversation with them. Right. And use those two things on the side of your head called ears. Mm-hmm. We got two of them for – and what, what, who is the person that said we have two ears and one mouth for a reason? Um, I love it. I don't I like know who said it, but I love it. it. But it's like I find that 
when I can just listen. Mm-hmm. When I'm doing a hypnotherapy appointment or I'm doing an energy appointment or I'm just mm-hmm. coaching someone, when I can sit down and maybe ask them some questions and just listen. Mm-hmm. Because people will tell you what they're looking for. People will tell you what's next. Mm-hmm. I was watching an interview with uh, Damon John the other day and he was saying that. He was like, I had no idea. I was trying to sell stuff in New York City out of my trunk, and people were saying, well, what about this over here? And he said, I didn't think anybody would really want that. And he goes, that's what really started his brand of his clothing line. And he goes, and they'll tell you what's next or what they want next. So if you're out there really truly making connections and having your community, your community will will support you. Mm-hmm. And that's important to remember in networking, not just going out and collecting cards just to collect. How many cards can I collect today? Mm-hmm. Those are people on the other end of that. Those are mm-hmm. human beings that have wants and needs and desires and dreams. Mm-hmm. How can you be a part of them finding that? Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what I always ask myself when I go to these different things and I hopped I, I took a little bit of a break from it last year but I hopped on something last week and I it's kind of like I realized I missed that part of it it's like yeah. oh I get to know and if some if you're going and a lot of them are similar in that you're you, you know you gotta get all that you are in one minute and yeah. blah blah well, you might be doing a lot of different things yeah. and if you're yeah. just stuck on the same one minute that you're saying every time, then that might not get it. You might not ring the bell of the person that's mm. that actually needs you. Mm. So that's where the talking to them and listening mm. and going, oh, well, this from that frame of reference, I could say that I do this. Mm. Be flexible on the one minute and listening. Mm might have the skill that could help that person in this one particular area. And you don't know it. You might be just generally saying this over here. I mean, there's a lot of aspects of us that can't be boiled down to one minute. But, you know, Uh knowing that there's a lot of people usually that go connect on these network events, so Uh it's understandable we don't want to spend 20 hours at an event. Right. You know, people um and I've done online online ones and what I've found is people are looking for someone to listen and people are looking for connections. So where right. could I be that? And not have it be all about me, you know, when I'm going into this forum. I wanna listen. I wanna see where right. people are at. And then they'll tell mm-hmm. me what they require of me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And that's okay. that's kind of where I reframe that as well. Like I kind of sh- uh, turn that totally around because it sometimes irritates me to put myself into a one minute. Right. I don't know, but <laughs> no, I totally get that. Um, obviously, that's a little tough. You know, when it comes to BNI, uh, actually, I had a friend who tried to get me to go to one. You have to. It was sort of like in the morning before people go to work. And yeah. uh, I, I did. I didn't get a chance to go, but uh, I, I have read a lot of books by Ivan Misner, the founder of BNI. Um, great books, great author, um, mm-hmm. and and so I love the concept of BNI, and it's interesting. Um, you know, you, you mentioned before you talked a lot about 
taking people out to, for coffee. Um, it's reminiscing, you said before, about, you know, taking someone to lunch. And you said that people love to help others and teach people everything they know and their secrets, so to speak. I, I found this to be true. Um, and so many people are helping. But you just have to do that three-letter word, A-S-K. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the help is out there. The mentors are out there. And and whatnot. And you talked about the importance of listening, um, and that's I think a critical skill in networking. A lot of people overlook, um, and it works in sales too, of course. Uh, listening, mm-hmm. two ears, uh, one mouth, and you know, when you're um, talking, you you only could say information you know, but when you're listening, you hear information that's new. So um, something to consider. And you talked a lot about how so many people. Um, you know, they hand out business cards or they collect business cards, but there's humans, beings on the other end. That's how I view LinkedIn. You know, when I reach out and connect with people, you know, and, and interview people that I find on LinkedIn, um, you know, there's human beings behind the profile, so to speak. And, um, and so, uh, one of, yeah, um, one of the reasons why I started the podcast, the primary reason was so I can build relationships and network and start relationships by providing value and it's definitely been great um, reaching out to people, and, and, and it essentially makes me helps me to make new friends. So, um, and, and and the other reason is people wanted me to do something with my voice. So that's a secondary reason. Um, so I wanted to thank you so much for this networking advice. I think it's critical, great advice. Um, and I was curious, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that there's a high failure rate with businesses, uh, most businesses tend to fail within the first couple of years. Uh, and I was curious, what advice would you give? What key tips would you give to entrepreneurs to, you know, to help turn these statistics around? I would say, again, listening, mm-hmm. watching, and being flexible. Mm. Um, you know, I've hit, different marks in my 25 year business that uh, I'm had I had it gone another way I would have closed the doors mm. um have to be resilient you have to con- you you're constantly on a journey mm. you know we're taught that oh you get to this destination and then you kind of just you can retire you can it's like no life is con- a continual journey mm. a continual journey you're going to get mm things thrown at you that you might not have ever anticipated. Right. But when you can go back to the building your foundation of having a community, mm-hmm. really listening, to putting your ear to the ground of what's actually going on rather than what somebody's saying is going on, mm-hmm. um, and looking at what works now. And I would say, you know, if you're a good connector, and then just being honest about where you are. There's connectors. There's people that just like to do the work behind the scenes. Um, right. You know, there's the different aspects of the different personalities. Right. I'm a connector. Mm-hmm. Um, while I like to learn all the aspects of business, I don't necessarily want to do it all um, mm-hmm. behind the scenes. But I want to understand how it works so that if I'm hiring somebody, um I can better be a better hirer. It's just uh, being willing to be flexible 
Right. Putting the different hat on, but not necessarily have to stay there. Right. Um, And being willing to out-hire yourself eventually, if that's what you want to do. (laughs) Like, you you, you don't want to choose somebody that's you. You want to choose somebody that's better than you. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people better than me out there that that are, you know, looking. But it's just... (laughs) Really being observant and mm. not getting, you know, we've been, we've been. I was going to say this earlier. We've been taught to be busy. Mm. That's been a bad. I think that's something that kind of went away last year with everything that went. That was a good thing that happened. Everybody was. Right. We've been taught to be busy, but do we want to have a busyness or do we want to have a business? Mm. So, um, and I think that's where people got clearer with everything getting shut down. Like, oh, you know, I was running around and having to go across town and do this. And it's like we rethink our day. Mm. And we see mm. the shorter path to what, we, what we're looking for. And you right. can't do that unless you really listen and be observant about it. And I can't say that enough because it is all about that energy. Really looking mm. and really being observant, um, because I don't want to just be busy. Right. I don't want to use that as a as an award for me. Like busyness doesn't do it for me. Mm. I want everything that I'm doing. Like, what are the things that I really need to focus on today? That's what I ask myself every morning. Mm. Mm. What are the three things that I need to focus on right now? Right. So however many of that as I wouldn't and I used to have a to-do list and that didn't really work for me because I never thought that I got everything done on the to-do list because mm. I'm interested in everything and what is my to-do list going to look like it's going to be really mm. long every day <laughs> <laughs> and I have kind of a, a I used to have a Pollyanna thing of like how much I could get done in a day and there's that there's that busyness again mm. like I don't want to just be busy I want these mm. things consciously be developing my business in a way where it serves me and others and I and I'm not just being busy. I'm not just collecting mm. cards when I go out and talk mm. to people. I'm not just seeing that as a robotic thing that I'm out there doing in life because we're not mm. robots. Mm. And I don't want to be. Right. Is there a lot of, are there a lot of capacities for AI out in the world that make things simpler? Well, most of the time. Right. Yeah. Nothing that can replace the human and the human spirit. I'm right. Sorry, that can't right. be ro- robotized or however you want to say it. Right. So, um, and I don't want to be a robot out in the world. I don't mm. know about you. Mm. Um, I, right. I don't know if that answered your question. Definitely did. Um, by the oh. way, I definitely don't want to be a robot either. So I agree with you. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so it's so important for entrepreneurs, like you said, um, when you started your answer, the li- important to listen, continue with the listening and the watching and whatnot, and so important. And obviously the journey never really ends. Um, you know, there's never like a destination. It's always a journey, and you have to have along the way grit, uh, resilience, flexibility, um, when you get hit with the curveball to bounce back, when the when the wind changes direction, you can adjust the sail, so to speak, 
particularly with the, you know, we're seeing that with the pandemic. And you talked a lot about busy um, busyness and um, some people choose busyness over having a business. And it's interesting how so many people can be busy and not accomplish much, but they really have to focus. Um, you mentioned three things. Uh, I remember reading a book talking about how to do, called the one thing, focusing on that one thing or a few things you do really well, right? Yeah. And um, I think that's such critical advice. And you talked about how um, you want to out-hire or, or hire people who are better than you at at, um, at certain things. And I think Henry Ford said it best, that, that he surrounded himself with people smarter than him. And so, so critical for uh, business owners to understand that, uh, you know, hire people who do things better than you do. Um, and so I definitely uh, think that's great advice. And you mentioned how you're a connector, which I think is great. And so I'm curious, what um, book recommendations uh, would you make to folks? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. Um, I think there's a book called, uh, is it Blue Ocean? Um that talks about all these things that I'm saying. Right. I'm going to look here real quick because I think it's called no Blue Ocean. Um, I've heard of Blue Ocean. Yeah, I was trying to find a book on my Kindle the other day because I, I, I still love the physical books. Right. But I've got so many books on my Kindle, it was like going round and round and round to find this one. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I get the feeling. Let's see. I can tell you, I've got so many. There's so many good. Um, I like the Scale Up book. By Harold Rich. There's. Um, I can. No worries. Take your time. You mentioned Blue Ocean. Which one? Hunter is really good. Um, There's a blue, I think it's called Blue Ocean is one of my favorite where it's just like we're all kind of floating in an ocean and where could we be a contribution to the ocean and to look at business not as a competition, but as like how can we help serve uh, each other. Gosh, there's so many great books out there. Um, right. And I've read just about all of them. All right. There's just buzzing through my little list here. There's so many. <laughs> right. Right. There's a book called uh, Captivate. Right. It's also good about listening and looking and and getting cues like visual cues of facial expressions. That's mm. brilliant. Mm. Um. Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss is amazing. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good about communicating, um, how to communicate, because he, he was like a, a a hostage negotiator. Yeah, yeah. that this really could kind of carry over into the business world. We don't want to take any hostages in business. Um Gosh, there's so many. There's so many just beautiful gems out there. Um, 
Mm. Okay. You're still thinking about the, the great books? Um, yeah, there's uh, and one last one. I guess I've already shared a bunch of them, but The Trillion Dollar Coach by Bill Campbell. Okay. That is an amazing one. All right. Wonderful. And so those are some great books, um, and I, I love them all. I'm going to definitely check out Chris. Uh, well, Chris Voss, I'm, I've read it before, but I'm going to reread it because I think it's such a great book, now that you mention it. And uh, so, again, thank you so much for these book recommendations. I'm sure you have so many that you can go on and on about the, uh, great books. I know I can. I'm, I'm curious, would you ever write a book yourself about your life or about success? Yes, and um, I've I've been a part of uh, some group books. I did one with 12 other people um, called Beyond Limitless. Mm-hmm. That was a couple years ago. I'm in the process. I'm always in the, I always say I'm always in the process of writing a book. Um, right. But I'm also looking at the the other side of things, like the, the fiction part of things, too, because mm-hmm. my animation is <laughs> immense with all that mm. stuff, but the the latest book that I have out there is called Beyond Limitless. I've been working on one that's about love, like just having mm. love and everything and how mm. love transcends just about anything. Mm. Um, there was a, I'm trying to think of the name of the book that I read that was here. It's, um, I, I read the book, Intu- The Intuitive Warrior by Michael Jaco. Mm. Um, where he talks about being a Navy SEAL and, you know, you're, you're supposed to be this rough top and right. being in Iraq. And, and he said that he started having these visions that he just should send love. Wow. He said it totally changed like the trajectory of different yeah. things, the war for him. And, and mm. so um, I look at that out in the world of no matter where we are, mm. if we're, dejected, if we're in conflict, if we're um, feeling like, you know, life is just, why am I here? You know, those types of things, like even sending, starting with yourself, love to yourself, and and you're more apt to send more love out into the world if you can, if you can just love yourself where you are, whether you're in business or whether it's just in life, it's like, Loving your clients, loving the people that you can interact with, right? Uh, that can be a part of the equation. And it, like he's a he's a big rough tough Navy SEAL, mm, <laughs> and he's right. sending love out. And he said at first I didn't really share that a whole lot with people, but then you know people started asking me about it because they realized it was changing things. Mm, yeah. And so um, you know where could we be that energy of love out in the world? No matter what. Mm. Right. So that's what I'm working on right now. And, and right. I guess so the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I'm definitely going to check that one out. I know there's another book by Navy called David Goggins. I definitely want to check that one out. Um, there's oh, another I one. That one too, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah. And I can't tell this... you how many books I buy every week, so it's, yeah, I'm always reading some book, and I can't just read one. Mm-hmm. No, I totally get it. I love uh, these Navy SEAL authors. There's one um, called a book called Extreme Ownership, written by a Navy SEAL. Um, definitely going to check that one out. And, oh, 
I don't think I have the one. You might have uh, just hit on one I don't have. <laughs> yeah. He's really good. He's like a big burly Navy SEAL himself. And, um, you know, I think there's another one by Navy SEAL, um, but I can't, uh, I can't think of it now, but it was really good. So definitely, uh, thank you so much for that. And obviously the books that you've written or will write, I definitely want to check out as well. Um, I'm curious, um, would you ever start or create your own podcast? I think it would be great. Oh, thank you. I actually just started one a couple months ago. Um, it's called Carol Reinley's Imagination. <laughs> okay. And so it's still kind of in the works. I've, I've interviewed a few people. Uh, in fact, I would love to eventually have you on. That would yeah. be fun. Yeah. To, to to trade off, but we where we talk about all the things that I'm kind of sharing, just looking at life and business in a whole different way. Um, because my imagination has probably always been the opposite of what everybody's talking about. So I kind of <laughs> have to do life a little bit differently anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. No people, you know, I said I had right. more people tell me I couldn't do that. And I was like, yeah, no, I think I can. Um, <laughs> so uh, I just get on there and just play with those different ideas of, you know, right. benevolent business, uh, divinely guided, just, everyday life um and business and and getting out into the world and just in love and 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 uh, doing all of this from a whole different way mm. um because what's it you know what do we have to lose mm-hmm. <laughs> really. right um right right definitely no, yeah, i totally understand and you do have a great uh voice so i'm glad oh, you're, thank you. you're doing that. you've probably been told that <laughs> By a lot of people. Yes, I have. And this podcast allows me to showcase my gift to the world. And thank you so much for the compliment. And thank you for the invitation to be on the show. I'd love to be a guest. Um, and I definitely want to check out that show. Carol Ryan Lee's Imagination. Sounds great. And I'm curious, um, I want to tell you that uh, I want to thank you for being a guest. This has been an enlightening and inspiring conversation Um, can you go ahead and describe all the ways people can reach out and connect with you if they want or if they know someone who wants to use your services or to put a dynamic center of influence in their network? Oh, absolutely. So um, you can find me at carolreinley.com, and that's uh, C-A-R-O-L-R-E-I-N-L-I-E.com. And on there, there's connections uh, to the podcast. Um, You can download a free um, uh, meditation. Um, I'm uh, Carol Reinley, or you can find me Carol Reinley for my personal page on Facebook. Carol Leptak Reinley is my professional page on Facebook. I think I'm CJ Reinley on Twitter. I think I'm just Carol Reinley on Instagram, and I'm on yeah. all the other ones, the new ones too. So, just, if you look my uh, look up my name, I'm sure you can find me, and you can find me Carol Reinley on LinkedIn, uh, which is how we connected. So, uh, thank you so much for for reaching out and having me. This was a lot of fun, um, and I hope it it's uh, inspires somebody today. Definitely will. And I've had a lot of fun as well. Thank you so much for coming on as a guest. And by the way, all the information you just provided 
will be available uh, for people to see and read in the episode description section. So thank you so much for that. All right. And again, thank you for being a guest. And I want to thank the audience uh, for listening. Um, I'm going to definitely see you guys in the next episode. And um, everyone, uh, thank you. And uh, it's definitely been great and a lot of a ton of fun. So uh, everyone have a wonderful, uh, blessed day. Thank you so much. Everyone take care and bye-bye. Thank you. You got it. Hey, guys, before you go, just real quick, um, if you can just do me a favor, if you can head over uh, to the uh, Apple Podcast app, and if you're not there already, and if you can leave me a five-star review, that would be great. Um, If you love the show, if you can just go ahead and do that, and that will help uh, to spread the word about the show, and other people can enjoy the show as much as you do. And so if you can do that, that would mean the world to me. And also, if you want to email me uh, with any feedback or any praise or support, um, please feel free to go ahead and do that. And you can also email me to request to be put on our email list. Uh, So... Uh, we can uh, send you out emails uh, when new episodes come out. So uh, thank you very much for being a fan of the show. Thank you for listening to the show and supporting the show. So if you can do that, go out and give us a a five-star review on the Apple Podcast uh, app. Uh, That would be great. And if you can email us so we can put you on the email list and email us with feedback and praise, that would be amazing. Uh, Thank you so much, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.